This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Come, the fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise his name, I'm fixed upon it. Name of God's redeeming love. Hitherto thy love has blessed me. Thou hast brought me to this place, and I know thy hand will bring me safely home by thy good grace. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast, and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577. By mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. And maybe a couple of announcements. Next Sunday we'll be at Little Falls Lutheran Church at 9.30, and you are all welcome uh, to join us there. The church is anywhere. People gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. 
You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross, uh, making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. You may also want to have a Bible and read along with our scripture passages. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. You created the world and everything in it. Let there be light, you spoke it to life and it was good. Let there be light, we your creatures sing your praises. Let there be light, our long night is over, let us rejoice, let us be light. We confess our sins and hear the words of forgiveness from God and our Creator. You made all things good, but we do not always treat them as we ought. We disrespect ourselves, others, the world which you have lovingly crafted. We forget that we are your children, loved and redeemed, and we ignore your spirit to chase after our own desires. Have mercy on us and forgive us. God never lets us go, no matter how far we stray. Receive the promises of your redemption, the mark of your forgiveness, and the spirit which sets you free. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
continue with the litany be still and know that i am god stillness eludes us we are overwhelmed come to me all who are weary and i will give you rest but there's no time to rest we are too busy if you do not rest you will not remember remember what is it on our to-do list You'll not remember who you are and whose you are. God, help us to remember. Help us to rest. 
continue with the prayer of the day. Saving God, you delivered your people from slavery to experience a life of freedom in you. May we live to know the same liberty in your gospel, freed from all that would hold us fa fast. For the sake of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now I encourage you to uh, share the sign of peace where you bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. While a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Here ends the first reading. Hello, young neighbors. How has your summer gone so far? Well, I hope you had a lot of fun being outside. School will be starting soon, and you'll get back to school to make new friends in your classes. So today I want to talk about how God cares for us. In today's lesson, Jesus tells us about the lilies of the field and how beautiful they are, and their beauty can't compare to a king's robes. If he cares enough about the lilies, does he not care more for us? What do you think? Of course he does. Jesus had to point out to the people, Oh, you of little faith. He said this a lot in his lessons. Why do you think he does that? The world was, and is, full of many things that worry us. Will I have a place to live? Will I have clothes? Will I have anything to eat? But there is more to this than it seems. People focus only on these things. They may have enough, but the world teaches them to want more. They worship having things and think the things are owed to them. Well, let's think about that. Does it make sense to worship a house or a car or a boat or toys or other things in our life we want? Of course not, but the world teaches us, teaches us to do that very thing. If we don't have as much or more than our neighbor, something is wrong. Does this make sense? Of course not. Do you think that God already knows we need these things? Food, clothing, and shelter? Of course he does. He is asking us to have faith in him to help provide what we need. Will it always be to our worldly expectations? No, but we will get what we need. Now what if we are blessed with more than we need? What are we expected to do? To those that have much, much is expected. We are to help our brothers and sisters to get what they need too. God expects us to help him with his work. This even goes back to our church mission statement, using our hands for God's work in our communities and throughout the world. God wants us to have faith in him that he will provide what we need, not necessarily what we want. He doesn't want us to worry every day about tomorrow and getting what we want. That is what the world teaches us. 
Having faith means that we know that our needs will be met. He wants to be first place in our lives, not worldly stuff. God doesn't want us to worry every day about what is coming tomorrow. He wants us to think ahead, trust, and listen to his guidance. Then we focus on him doing what is right instead of spending time worrying and doing nothing to help ourselves or others. Do what we can and God will help us with the rest. Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Help us grow our faith to focus on you and not the world. Help us to know when you are asking us to be the one to show love to others so we can be part of your mission. Help us to be grateful when you have others help us. In your name we pray. Amen. The gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 28 through 34. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Here ends the gospel. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Abide in my heart, abide in my heart, abide in my heart, Lord Jesus. Abide today, abide always, abide in my heart, Lord Jesus.
Now may the med- words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Today we're going to share a little bit on last week's uh, sermon because as I thought about it afterwards, I talked about Charlie Mueller saying something about, you know, being a martyr, sometimes that's the easiest thing, and uh, living day to day, giving up your life uh, for others is the hard thing. And there's some truth to that, but as I, I was listening uh, on uh, some of the stuff that deals with uh, giving your life to Jesus Christ and what it takes, I came across the story of India where the song, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus, came from. Uh, the missionaries had gone to the southern, or one of the tribes in India that was uh, rather brutal, to say the least. They were headhunters. They would... Uh, the more heads they had on their walls, the more protection they had for their family, supposedly. And so you can imagine the kind of brutality that was going on. And finally, uh, a missionary had gotten through to one of the people who was married and had two kids, and he started sharing in the village about Jesus. Well, it didn't take long to get to the chief, and he was horribly upset and was very angry called the man and his family and the whole village. And uh, there he confronted him. And he said, "Uh, I do not want you sharing anything about this Jesus. And if you don't, your two sons will pay the price. And they say he made the statement, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The chief had the archers that were there fire the arrows and killed the two sons. He then again turned to this man and said, I'm giving you a second chance to deny this Jesus. And if you don't, it will be your wife. And they say he made the statement, though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. And the chief ordered the archers, and again his wife is killed. Then the chief says to him, for the third time, you have one more chance. And the guy responded, the world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back and the archers unleashed the arrows and they killed him. Now they say that that chief, after having done that, was haunted by what happened and a miracle happened that he saw that there was something so powerful about this Jesus that a man would give his family and his own life that he turned to Jesus and the whole village with him. A few years later, somebody put those words of that man to a song, and I'd like to have Debbie and Jim sing that song now for us. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. 
to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Should no one join me, still I will Thank you, Jim and Debbie. I, uh, I find that that song used to be sung at campfires and stuff, and as a young kid I sang it, and I have to admit, many times it feels like I turned back. But again, it's a reminder of what it costs to follow Jesus and what a privilege it is to not turn back and to be his follower. I'd like to share another scripture passage with you uh, today, and it's from uh, the gospel where Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then also we want to remember the, the passage in the Old Testament where it speaks about remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you and uh, gave some instructions on what that meant, which I think we've lost today. Uh, when I look at what happens on Sundays, if we talk about rest, it's uh, about watching football or it's uh, doing some other activity, uh, but it's not a holy rest where there is a sense of resting and trusting in God for a number of things. And so I'd like to have us uh, share a little bit from the narrative on this and then uh, take it a little farther with some other stories. Rest is an act of witness to the fullness, liberation, and love of a life with God. Have you ever noticed that the third commandment isn't a commandment to rest? It's a commandment to observe a time of rest, to differentiate and keep holy a time of rest. That's a subtle distinction, but very important because it tells us why rest matters so much. Because rest is about remembering the origins of our faith story. Rest is about resisting the people and the powers that have oppressed us, harmed us, gotten in the way of our thriving. Rest is about recentering ourselves in the gift of liberation, delighting in the gift of liberation that comes directly and solely from God. The Deuteronomy passage very explicitly names the long period of enslavement in Israel's history as it calls God's people to remember rest. It is telling God's people to act in a way that flies in the face of the oppression they and their ancestors used to know as normal. It's almost like the Ten Command, 
fact, through the Ten Commandments, God is asking God's people to live into their fullest selves, their most free and most loved selves. Our passage from Matthew shows Jesus asking God's people to go one step further and to remember that fullness and love come straight from the divine. God is the giver of fullness. God is the giver of freedom. God is the giver of love. God is the active agent in times of rest, removing heavy burdens and offering relief in their place. When we remember rest, we give ourselves a chance to deny and defy the things that try to separate us from God, to resist them. When we remember rest, we testify. When we remember rest, we witness. So what does this rest mean for us? Well, did you ever think of those Israelites when they got out in that desert and they were uh, uh, having to get up every morning to go out and get their daily food on something that looked like frost and it was called manna and they couldn't get enough of it to store because if they tried to store it, it would rot on them overnight. Why would God do that? Well, he was delivering a people who needed to know to trust God. This holy rest that he was trying to give them was his sense of saying that God is present today. And it means you trust on him for today's sustenance. Not tomorrow's, just today. Morning by morning they gathered it, and as much as he could eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. From Gerhard Frost, it seemed like a strange and wasteful arrangement. God had commanded his people to gather only as much manna as they could eat in a single day, no more and no less. Every morning, the ground was covered with it like frost. Anyone who tried to keep some overnight woke up and find it spoiled. Why weren't the people allowed to store the manna? Why didn't God give them a six-month supply at a time? What was he saying to them by this daily generosity? You see, the manna was more than food. It served as a reminder of God's promise, a sign of his faithfulness. God knew that if the people could stockpile it, they'd take his goodness for granted and forget who was caring for them. So it had to be hand-to-mouth, be a hand-to-mouth arrangement. Fresh manna would express God's ever new love. New food would mean new growth in the grace of his relationship with his people. Today, with cupboards and refrigerators and freezers, we may forget that God's goodness is moment by moment, morning by morning. He gives us help in pace with our need. No more, no less. His love is as alive as blood and breath. We live by one pulse of blood and two lungs full of breath at a time. Our spirits live on the momentary movements of God's great mercy. It took me so long to learn the lesson of this day when I prayed. An aged old friend once told me, this is one of life's most difficult lessons and one of the last to be learned. Each new moment tells us that we're remembered by the one who created it and us. It's both his signature and his gift. Today isn't a warmed over yesterday. The present isn't a leftover past. 
As we walk by faith, we see the Christ face of the future welcoming us. God the Father gives us each new day like manna, morning by morning. We do need that rest, don't we, to take that time to remember God's faithfulness day to day. The other thing that I think when we talk about rest, it's a trust in which we understand that God is able to liberate. In Exodus, it talked about being liberated from the Egyptians. Today, though, we understand it as sin, as those things around us that harm us and destroy people or humankind. We see a God, though, who is able to liberate us from those things that would tie us down and not help us do the things we need to do. We are very fortunate in our life to have many good gifts. We talk about liberty that we have from our country in terms of freedom, but this is a full and more meaningful liberty than just a freedom to do things. It's about a liberation that allows us to live fully for others, fully even for ourselves as we give to others. So the manna comes to us as a sign of our liberation, a day-to-day -day life. Rest also speaks of trust that God will provide and take care of us. From uh, Chuck Swindoll, he had a night devotion talking about a good life and it calls Savior Satisfaction. The good life, the one that truly satisfies, exists only when we stop waiting or wanting a better one. It is the condition of savoring what is, is rather than longing for what might be. The itch for things, the lust for more, so brilliantly injected by those who peddle them, is a virus draining our souls of happy contentment. Have you noticed? A man never earns enough. A woman is never beautiful enough. Clothes are never fashionable enough. Cars are never nice enough and gadgets are never modern enough. Houses are never furnished enough. Food is never fancy enough. Relationships are never romantic enough. Life is never full enough. Satisfaction comes when we step off the escalator of desire and say, this is enough. What I have will do. What I make of it is up to me and my vital union with the living Lord. So my invitation is that you would take Jesus at his word to come, all you who labor and are heavy laden, who are on that escalator of desire, who are struggling to find time to enjoy and be satisfied with life, and let Jesus take it and free us from those things that would bind us. And then we see Jesus telling us his yoke is light, it's easy. Wouldn't it be good to rest a little bit more? And the thing I like about the text where it says, come on to me all who labor, again, it's that invitation that Jesus is offering each of us as individuals but also we as a church and a community ought to be saying out there as we are the body of Christ in their world, come, you are welcome here.
Jesus can free you. You can trust in Jesus that he'll take care of you. He will liberate you. He will take care of us. I look at what happens in so many times we in the church don't welcome people. Oh, you shouldn't come because you did this or your past is too ugly. You don't walk with the right kind of people. You don't fit with us. You do things differently than us. We can come up with all kinds of excuses to exclude. But Jesus, again, wants us to say, come. You are welcome here. If you are weary and heavy laden from your past or present, Jesus is here to meet you, to forgive you, to love you, to save you, to liberate you, to live life to the fullest. Jesus says, I have come to give you life and to have it more abundantly. May that be yours today. Amen. Day by day and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure, gives still to each day what he deems best. Lovingly is part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. Every day the Lord himself is near me, with a special mercy for each hour. All my cares he fain would bear and cheer me, he whose name is Counselor and a The protection of his child and treasure Is a charge that on himself he laid As your days your strength shall be a measure This the pledge to me he made Help me then Every tribulation, so to trust thy promises, O Lord, that I lose not faced with consolation, offered me within thy holy word. Help me, Lord, my toil and trouble meeting, ere to take us from our Father's hand. One by one, the days, the moments fleeting, till I reach the promised land. We continue by confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. But on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. the community of Christ throughout the world. Let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. When you freed your people from slavery, it wasn't your desire that we occupy new prisons of our own making. Save us from the bondage of busyness and the traps of dis distraction and preoccupation with things that aren't important. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. Deliver your creation from the oppression of pollution and exploitation, and deliver humans from the illusion that we are the only species that matter. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for all the joys of this season, warmth and growth, recreation, relaxation, and time with loved ones. Protect those who are vulnerable to extreme heat and make us mindful caretakers of those in our charge. God of rest, in mercy hear our prayer. You are rest for the weary and relief to those carrying heavy burdens. Give your peace and healing to those we name before you today. Alicia Strike, Jim Curtis, Debbie Bow, Dean Muse, Dixie Tag, Jim Ellison, Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Ron Lee, Maury Nicholson, Ida Martinson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Quera, Randy Goglin, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, and Dave Christensen. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all the saints who have now found rest for their souls and give us a share in their eternal reward. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. We lift these prayers and those in our hearts into your loving arms, O God, <clears throat> trusting in your abundant mercy. Amen. Continue with the offering. And again, as people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, 
the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. And you and I know there's a lot of places that need our support. So I hope that you can uh, take time to think of the people in Hawaii, uh, the war and the orphans from Ukraine and the people that are homeless in our country. There's just all sorts of things. So there's plenty of places to give. Like the woman at the well I was seeking For things that would not satisfy And then I heard my Savior speaking Draw from my well that never shall run dry Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. There are millions in this world who are craving the pleasure earthly things afford. But none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ my Lord Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord Come and quench the thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more Fill my cup, fill it up and make me So my brother, if the things this world gave you Leave hungers that won't pass away My blessed Lord will come and save you If you kneel to Him and humbly pray Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord Come and quench this thirsting of my soul Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. We continue with our prayer. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. So if you would gather the wine or grape juice and the bread uh, we will continue with communion in the night in which he was betrayed our lord took bread gave thanks and broke it gave it to his disciples saying this is my body broken for you do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me and again after supper he took the wine gave thanks and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, 
shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promises from Jesus. This is my body, broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood, shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in mercy and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided, great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me.
pardon for sin and the peace that endureth thy own dear presence to cheer and to guide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings all mine with ten thousand beside great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care.